the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. My name is Mark Salem, and sitting next to me here is Nate from Strictly Diesel. And so we're here at your service, and I'll turn off my speakers so that Gil doesn't get really mad at us. And I'll turn up my headphones just a little bit. Are your headphones okay? I'm good. Okay. Anyway, we're talking about diesels and gas, motorhomes, and uh, you drove up here with a, what was that, an Articat? Yeah, Articat. Diesel. Diesel. Quad. I've never seen one before in my life. Yeah. So how do you explain that? Did first of all, did your wife say it was okay? Because when you ride it, it, it does it smoke? Oh yeah, it smokes. Okay. Yeah, you know it's a diesel. So you you're, you're going to go into the wind a lot. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to go against it. Yeah. Yeah. So at the end of the day, you haven't had it out yet. Oh no, we've okay. had it out. Normally at a racetrack is where oh. we use it the most. So believe it or not. Okay. So pulling stuff around and stuff like that. Pulling stuff, getting from each side of the track to the other. One to the know? other. Yeah. Okay, so have you had an opportunity off-road? Not yet. I need to. Okay. All yeah. Right. You think it's going to be able to climb a wall and oh, if you can hang on? It'll climb a wall okay. for sure. How many forward speeds? High or low. That's it. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, okay. four-wheel drive and high or low. Okay. So. And so it's got one of those centrifugal clutches kind of things yeah. where it's got a beveled, uh, what do they call those, shivs or something like something that? Something like that, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, we have Hondas and Yamahas, <laughs> and if I had something that smoked more than my truck, well, um, you know what, we just, uh, I got, there was a guy up in Payson that drove a little Mitsubishi truck, right-hand drive, it's a 650 cube cc motor, motorcycle engine, Yeah, and it has air. You oh, turn geez. on the air and it drops 20 miles, you know, 20 miles per hour off your speed. Yeah. So I've been teaching my grandsons how to drive it, and they have to shift with their left hand. Oh, nice. So when I got it... Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. I probably had to give the number, the phone number. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. If you have a question about cars or diesels, we can probably help you out. So I'm driving home, and I'm excited to drive this thing. And so I pull up to the intersection, and I turn on the left turn signal, and the wipers flap. So I turn them <laughs> off, and I go to the next traffic light, and I'm going, okay, it was just an electrical. Uh, so I hit the, and the, the wipers come on. So I just quit turning on yeah, i didn't have any signals yeah. the turn signals ever is on the right <laughs> <laughs> it's closest to the door which makes all the sense in the world this is after two hours of chasing wires to find out if the turn signals are actually on that circuit and if somebody right. crossed them up so finally renee goes let me try it and so she's in there playing with everything and she i thought the right side would be high beams low beams sure. and stuff like that yeah i was wrong yeah so that's the first time I've been wrong in 20 years, according to my wife. And so, <laughs> uh, 
I'd like to hear her side of that story. But you know yeah. you don't. No, no you don't. She, she's just a habitual liar. Ah. She, she, yeah, she, she, we've been married. We'll be married 46 years in February. Congratulations. And it's 12 years of happiness for me, and the rest have been kind of iffy. <laughs> she's like my mother. She tells me what to do. You know, I'm, I'm like Dennis the Menace. I get sent to the corner every once in a while. Oh, that's funny. So at the end of the, oh. We're already in trouble. We got yeah. We yeah, got we got All righty. Who's who's Gil? Who's who is it? It's Vicky. Oh, well, I know we're already in trouble. <laughs> Vicky, I'm um, good morning to you. Good morning. How the heck are you? You know, I'm better than the average bear. <laughs> I have no doubt of that. I'm yep. going back with my '69 Chevy, okay. the one that was slow starting in the morning, and you said. That I should bet Billy at 25th Street Automotive that he couldn't figure it out. Well, uh, it wasn't the plugs on the bottom of the carburetor. Okay, okay. It was the it choke pull-off or the choke? The accelerator pump. Oh, okay, okay. So do I have to pay him or not? Yeah. <laughs> and and he was, uh, it, it's odd because, uh, you see, I bought the the truck from the second owner, it's got 178,000 original miles on it. And uh, he said because the uh, carburetor still had the, uh, oh, what the heck do you call that coating on it? He felt that it was the original one-pot carb. Wow. He but, would know. He would know. Yeah, I'm grateful that it lasted 50 years. I don't see anything coming out of uh, Chevrolet the last 50 years now. But I do have another question I asked you last year about. I usually start my Jeep and warm it up and then go feed the horses. And then, you know, after the Jeep's been run a while, you said that's fine for a 97 Cherokee. How long can I warm up the 50 uh, C10? Because it doesn't have fuel injection and it doesn't have full synthetic oil. You you can do it as little or as long as you want. I I wouldn't do it longer than black smoke time. So, I mean, I... I've never seen black smoke out of that truck. Okay. Well, when the choke flap is shut, um, you're going you're gonna to see black smoke and smell it. But as that carbureted motor warms up, the choke flap is going to open slowly, and you're not going to know that unless you look at take the air filter off. But the okay. high idle will stay there. So if you tap the throttle and it goes from high idle to normal idle, then you're warmed up. You know, you can get out, Vicky, and open the hood and grab a hold of the upper radiator hose, and if it's warm, then you can do that. Um, but but to answer your question, what do you think, Nate? Three minutes? Yeah, three to five minutes. Yeah, easy. Uh, in yeah. The, in this time of the of the year, yeah, three to five minutes. But I want to I want to correct you, Vicky. Um, I've only been wrong once in my life, and. <laughs> When I said to you, when I said to you the wells were leaking, I was thinking that the accelerator pump was bad. And when the wells leak, then the fuel level drops overnight, which means that the accelerator pump doesn't have any fuel in the cylinder that it it lives in. So that's what I was kind of thinking. Yeah, of course, of course, I can go back and listen to it. But thank you very much. I appreciate your help. Now, it was a he, good story. What did he do? I'm did sorry? he just replace the accelerator pump? Oh, he rebuilt the carburetor. My God, it was due for it. It was uh, it was uh, built in the year of Woodstock and uh, the moon landing, and you know, yeah. it was time for it to be rebuilt. That's perfect, and 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 I am quite sure that there's a noticeable improvement in drivability and idle quality and cold weather starting because he's good with that and he has gray hair. 
I yes, I, I really expect uh, both Bills and uh, Mr. Hoffman, their mechanic. Okay. All righty. Well, I'll call him and ask him how much I owe him. But uh, I'll raise my hand and say he got he did a better job. Now, here's the deal. He has your truck in front of you, and I'm looking at your truck through the phone line. So that's my defense. Oh, I think you do a great job despite Is, that. I know, but everybody in the studio is laughing. So, <laughs> not laughing. Yeah, yeah. Then they're done that again. Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah. Well, let's, thank you, Vicky. Thank you very much. That's very nice of you. All righty, I'm going to put Billy at 21st Street Auto. Never say his name again. And 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Larry Harker's Auto is at 38th Avenue in Indian School. He's been around since 1967. Bob and Ellen own Larry Harker's Auto. Ellen's at the front counter. And don't think you're going to be able to buffalo her with car talk. Larry's in the back along with, I think his name is Jeremy or Jason. Jer- Jeremy, he has every ASE test that they make. He's good. Every single... He's got paint and body, transmissions, engine, diesel. He has big truck. He has air brakes. He has everything. When I had him on the air, if I'm not mistaken, he was one of two in the United States that had every ASE test. Wow. So I offered him a really good job, but his boss was sitting in the studio with me, so it didn't really work <laughs> no, out really no. well. But anyway, from auto electrical work, brake service, auto emissions, vehicle maintenance, they can do a lot. I want to remind you that he had a BMW in there after somebody had bid like $1,300 because it was blowing water out of the vents. So when he turned on the air conditioning, it literally would blow water out of the vents. Take Took it over to, to Harker's, and Bob and Jeremy were working on it, and they figured that the evaporator case, which is behind the glove box, is full of water. So they lift it up in the air. They find the drain hose. They stick a piece of coat hanger up there. All of a sudden, they're covered with yucky water. Yep. So then they take... This is funny. They take an electric leaf blower, and they tape over all but one duct. Then they put the electric leaf blower in the duct, and we blow the water out of the evaporator case. Wow. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was ingenious. Yeah. But anyway, the customer was pretty doggone happy at the end of the day, but that was worth a, a second pair of eyes. Absolutely. So that's a good idea to do that. So that's Larry Harker Auto, 38th Avenue in Indian School. So diesels, are they easier to work on today or harder to work on today? Depends on who you talk to, I guess. Okay, I'm asking you. I think they're easier, honestly. I do too. Yeah? I do too. Yeah. We have a lot more to look at and talk to than we ever had Absolutely. before. So we can go in and look at different parameters. Yeah. Folks need to know that the parameters mean something to us. Oh, yeah. The numbers could be one through five, but if you got a scanner and and the code reader at the Three Whisker Kid at AutoZone and all those other places, that code reader tells you nothing. No. The code reader is like a thermometer. It tells you you have a fever, but it doesn't tell you what's wrong. So he's going to tell you it's a mass airflow sensor so he can sell you something. Right. But in reality, it's almost always not. You're starting to dive into gas stuff. We are. Yes. Okay. Yes. We found that 25% of the O2 sensor codes are caused by a plugged fuel filter. I believe it. Because the injector, the computer sand, instead of going, the computer goes, and it's spraying fire hose gas in that motor. And the O2 sensor says, I don't see much gas. And the volume of gas is substantial because of the plugged fuel filter. It's a substandard, I should say. O2 sensors, the messenger always, you know, don't shoot the messenger. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Yep. On the other end of the spectrum, 25% of the time, we do end up with an O2 sensor, but when you've got four in a truck or a car, yeah. so you've got two pre and two post, 
you better figure out which one it is. Exactly. But the guy at the auto parts store is going to be happy to sell you all four for 400 or $500. Exactly. Then yeah. you got to figure out which one's the pre and the post and which one's the left and the right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he's not likely to know to be able to help you. No, sometimes the part number tells you, but yeah. And you, and you can do that. You can go on the, uh, on the Internet and query the part number. And, sure. and under the best of conditions, it'll tell you pre and post, but it, it may not tell you passenger or driver. So, folks, on the catalytic converter with two catalytic converters on your car, we have a O2 sensor in front of the catalytic converter and behind the catalytic converter. And the front one says how much fuel is coming into the catalytic converter or temperature. It could also be temperature. Temp, yep. The back one tells how much the converter consumed of that fuel, and it also tells temp. So if you have temperature going into the front side at 300 Fahrenheit and you've got temperatures coming out of the back side at 300 Fahrenheit, the cat's not lit. Yeah, no. So there's a problem there. There's a problem. So then on the other side, if you have 0.1 on the front side and you've got 0.5 on the back side, then the catalytic inverse not working at all. Exactly. Because we're not dropping that. So if we, I should have turned that around. Five in. And five out. Yes. So yes. the cat's not lit. So our barbecue, which is a catalytic converter, as we pass the exhaust through it, the barbecue is red hot, and it's supposed to consume whatever is left in the air and send out carbon dioxide out of the back end. Yep. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Um, my name is Mark Salem. Nate from Strictly Diesels here, and we'll be back right after this. The Seth Leapson Show, where the most important voices speak. Our good friend, William J. Bennett. Congratulations. I hope we look forward to coming on again. Friend and scholar, Heather MacDonald. Thank you, as always, for having me on, Seth, and you're absolutely right. John Hinderocker from the Powerline blog. Great to be with you. Thank you, Seth. To me, the finest man in public service, Bill Montgomery. Thank you very much, Seth. Thanks for the conversation. Professor Alan Dershowitz. Anytime you want me on your show, I'm here. <laughs> I love intelligent talk. Weekdays from 3 to 6 on 960 The Patriot. Phoenix Body Works is a family-owned and operated collision repair facility that opened in 1982. That's over 35 years ago, helping family and friends with their collision repair needs with unparalleled honesty, integrity, and quality. We have grown into the finest collision repair facility in the Valley of the Sun. We are located on 19th Avenue, one half block north of Deer Valley Road. We're open Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m., to 5 p.m. and on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 12 noon for estimates. Give us a call at 623-582-1434 or visit our website at www.phxbodyworks.com, view our YouTube video, or read our Yelp reviews. Remember, it's your vehicle, and you decide who repairs your vehicle, not the insurance company. We work with all insurance companies on your behalf and eliminate the stress of dealing with the repairs. We are not beholden to the insurance company. At Phoenix Body Works, we work for you. You need a plan as you get closer to retirement. A plan that will take you from where you are now to the retirement you've always dreamed about. The first step on that path is to tune in to Retire Financially Fit with Phyllis every Saturday morning at 8. Your host is Phyllis Sachs-Pilvinas. She's the founder of PSP and Associates. You only retire once, but Phyllis helps people retire every day. Don't miss Retire Financially Fit with Phyllis every Saturday morning at 8 on 960 The Patriot. Unexpected reactions to smart financial decisions brought to you by FeedThePig.org. Well, I finally did it. My student loan is totally paid off. I can't believe it. I can't believe it either. I paid more than the minimum each month and soon enough it was gone. So you're just giving up. Giving up on what? The life of luxury. 
Egyptian cotton, caviar Thursdays, designer everything. What are you talking about? Our plan. What happened to winning the lottery and mastering the art of the perfect mimosa? Hosting galas, wearing enough jewelry to require a bodyguard, vacationing in the French Riviera, and then buying it. I just thought maybe it was time to prepare for my future. You know, set some financial goals, make some smart investments, open a 401k. Financial goals? Investments? A 401k? You are horrifying right now. Listen, if winning the lottery were easy, everyone would do it. When it comes to financial stability, don't get left behind. Get tools and tips for saving at feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Maybe it's time to take a fresh look at everything we thought we knew about landing a great job. For instance, what if phenomenal careers start at the middle school science fair instead of at the job fair? If being the captain of the robotics team means just as much on a college application as being captain of the football team. And if knowing the quadratic formula is every bit as important as knowing the right people. Well, the fact is, the jobs of the future will be heavily geared towards science, technology, engineering, and math. In other words, the future is STEM. More opportunities, better pay. And the road to these great jobs starts as early as middle school. So if you're a student, talk to your school counselor about STEM. If you're a parent, talk to your kids. Because the job you'll get in the future may very well depend on what you do today. A public service message from America's Navy. The mechanic raised up from All righty, 21 minutes after the hour. I got to make sure the speakers are off and all that other kind of stuff. Oh, I know what I need to do. I need to push those buttons back off. So I should be sounding okay, right, Gil? Okay, all right. Gil's our engineer. He's been saddled with me um, for since 2011. He wonders what he did wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Would I get mad? Yeah. No, no. He never. I don't ever see see you mad. Well, no, I never get mad. He has to often handle those. Um, Mr. Estrada, the general manager's calling you, and so he goes into his office and he sits down. He knows what's coming. Did you two really, that's what they start with, you two, and Gil goes, he, he throws me under the bus. That was Mark's idea. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's dropping Mark. And you know what? It, 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 actually, he saved me from a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he'll, he'll say, time to take a break. And we're not even ready for a break, but he's telling me to shut the heck up. Yeah. So anyway, Gil's been around. I think you've been with me since day one, haven't you? Uh, actually, Jeremy started with you, and then uh, I took over. That's exactly right. You're, like, you're live right now, right? Yes. Okay, all right, because you can't just, I can't be talking to you, and then, you know, you're talking just in my ear, so thank you for that. Nevertheless, 602-508-0960. Last week, we did 21 callers I heard two that. hours. That's awesome. Yeah, and I think that's the record that we've done, so yeah. I think we could do it again if you guys would just wake up and drink a little coffee and call us, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. You know what's fun about this is sometimes we go to a husband-wife kind of show, where the husband says this and the wife says this, or they don't agree with what to do, and pre- do we put premium in our car or regular? Or do we, you know, do, do we put the the thirty dollar wiper blades on, or do we do the eight dollar wiper blades and all right. that other kind of stuff? So right. those stereotypical things that cause divorce. <laughs> <laughs> and so, all righty. Well, I better tell him who this is brought to you by, and that's Kurtz Auto. He's up by you. Yeah, he is. And he's a good guy. He's at he Bell and I seventeen Northeast corner. He's got to. 
He's got Jeff and Eric. They're both masters, and Kurt's a master. And they, the, between the three of them, they can usually hit a home run. They can usually find your problem and, and bid the repair and then successfully repair it because you don't want to go in and they call you and they tell you this and it's $200 repair when you get your car back. It's, you still got the problem. That doesn't happen at Kurtz. And I can't tell you how many times that I've had a caller call from that area, geographical area, and I've sent them to Kurtz, and then they call me back and say thank you. So most of no, not most of, all of our shops will do that, but Kurtz at I-17 and Bell, northeast corner. I'm going to do an ad for myself. Is that okay with you? Absolutely. I don't care if they like it or not. I've been talking <laughs> about the radio station. This gentleman died. He was a friend of mine. He owned a machine shop. And I've known him for 30 years. And he had a huge selection of Cushman motorcycles that he had refurbished. Wow. And he was a gun guy. And, I mean, he had motorcycles, everything. So he passed away. So I, I got a call the other, the other day, and they said, you know, come over and take a look at this. It's a 79 Suburban. It's one of, like, seven that has a factory five-speed. Wow. And it's four-wheel drive, three-quarter ton. So he had taken this thing, and he had put a posse in the rear. He put a 8,000-pound winch on the front and a 6,000-pound winch on the back. Um, he had lifted it. It's got a 5.7 port fuel-injected 350 motor in it wow. in a 79 Suburban. Yeah. And he used Jim Schaffner from Arizona Speed Marine, who's a friend of mine, to make it all happen. Then he put two fuel tanks in it, saddle tanks, and a main tank. So all he does is he has two pumps in each one of those saddle tanks and the, and the main tank. So he flips one to fill, actually two to fill one, and he just watches the gauge. Yeah. Comes up and he shuts it off. Yeah. So And you know what? It has air conditioning, and we converted it to 134. Nice. So it was 12, five-speed manual, 350 horse. Um, it has 133,000 miles. We don't know that that's correct, but that's what it's shown on the odometer. Yeah. Um, AC upgrade, new compressor-related parts. Get this, four-wheel disc brake. Wow. Four-wheel disc brake. Nice. And this is the, the epitome of a hunting wagon. Oh, yeah. It has a deck on the top of it. You pull the pins, and the, the deck slides up over the cab. So you sit up there, you cover yourself with camo, and you look like an idiot, but you're hunting, <laughs> and you're watching the animals. I made some friends with that comment. Sure. Anyway, it's got brand-new shocks. It has um, one 40-gallon main tank and then two saddle tanks. We talked about that. Filters everywhere. He has a stainless steel water tank in the one of the back barn doors. Wow. So anyway... Um, it has new tires, new, new shock absorbers. Um, everything's been done because we ran it through, and we wanted to drive it. So it, ha it had been sitting for, I don't know, 15, 20 years. Wow. So anyway, I bought it, and the price is 8500 So it's hunting season. And this is a Suburban. If you get stuck in this, you're really dumb. Yeah. I mean, you're just, yeah. this is, this is, you can't get anywhere. this stuck. I mean, you've got a winch to pull you backwards and a winch to pull you frontwards. Exactly. And and my son goes, well, what happens if somebody's stuck and you tie yourself to the tree behind you to winch him out of the Grand Canyon? I said, you're just going to pull the Suburban in half. <laughs> That's all you're going to do. Basically, yeah. And if he's in the Grand Canyon, just leave him there. Right. You know, just tell him you'll call for somebody. So anyway. <laughs> Yeah, marketmarksalem.com, marketmarksalem.com, uh, extendable, I think I told you, ladders on both front and back, surface area, water tank, uh, oh, a roof-mounted spotlight, and it's got a high-lift jack locked on the front bumper with the winch. That thing will go anywhere. And it, and it really will. But yeah. it's the epitome of a hunting wagon. Absolutely. It's not, it's not something, you, well, you could have your 16-year-old son take this on a date. It's a six, five-speed. He's not going to be burning rubber in this big three-quarter no. ton. 
But nevertheless, if you, uh, if you, if that's something for you, six oh no. I was going to get my cell phone. That's a bad idea. That's a bad idea. Yeah. yeah. Mark at MarkSalem.com. Mark at MarkSalem.com. And we have a caller, Gil. Who might that be? That would be Sue. Sue, good morning to you. Good morning. How can I, I help have, you? I have a question about diesel motor homes. Okay. You have people that do service on that? Get Nate? I do not. Okay. Just because of the room and size I need for it. Okay. But uh, what what brand? Of motorhome, is it by chance, or, or what? Do you know what the motor is? What it, what they call that? Is it a cat? Is it Cummins? Is it uh... any of that? Would sound good to you? Yes. Okay. What part of town are you in? West Side. Oh boy. Um. Any 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 side in town? Okay. I think just one big town. Well, um, I, I can tell you we do. We're at Warner and I ten. And we have 14-foot doors, and we have a hoist that will lift one end of your diesel or the other. But I can yeah. pick up a 30-foot gas motor, but I can't pick up a big diesel. But uh, there isn't any service that we can't provide you, plus our staff probably has 50 or 80 um, years of motorhome experience. So That sounds good to me. I'm, I'm, what year is it? Do you know that? Um. That's okay. It's, it's okay. before 2011. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. And it's got a diesel. Do, do you get to drive it, or does he put on his muscular shirt and drive it all the time? I drove it last time. Good. My wife did, too. Yeah, my wife I, and my daughters um, drove our yeah, motorhomes. Yeah, there you go. I used to drive eastbound on Texas on I-10, and the kids would drive. I have a picture of my 12-year-old grandson driving the motorhome, and... Uh, I put a beer can in his right hand. <laughs> and it's the best picture I've ever taken in yeah. my life. Yeah. People don't understand that we were stopped, but we were stopped in the on the freeway. It was nobody was there. Right. But I yeah. wasn't so anyway, they'd get off the highway at the intersect at the interchange and then they would accelerate back on. So we would take every single exit so they got the feel of the brakes and they got feel of the acceleration under merge and all that kind of stuff. So the answer is Sue, that's that's pretty good. Not too many wives can drive, and um, I'm happy for you. But uh, we're at Warner and I-10. My last name is Salem. And if you call, you'll talk to my daughter, Andy, and she'll help you out. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com.
This is a solicitation of insurance by eHealth, an insurance agency offering plans from different insurance companies. No government or Medicare affiliation. The described coverage is not available in all counties or cases. Paid actor portrayal. Hi, I'm Dave Nemeth. And I'm Barbara Niven. You may have seen us on television talking about an all-in-one card that has the Medicare community talking. The one that gives you coverage for hospital care, doctor visits, prescription drugs, in many cases, even eyeglasses and dental care. For a monthly price that some people find too good to be true. Except it is true. One card, one company, one complete package of Medicare benefits designed to help you get well and stay well. Now that's something worth talking about. Watch your mailbox or learn more online at OneCardNow.com. That's OneCardNow.com. Please don't put this off. It's too important. Visit OneCardNow.com for free information with no obligation. That's OneCardNow.com. Hi, I'm LeVar Burton, and I'm proud to be a book person. Every child deserves to have access to books because children who grow up with books invariably do better in life than children who do not. How do I choose a book? Is it the cover? Uh, yeah, sometimes, I guess, you know, it's sometimes it's the cover, sometimes it's the title. I guess I'm pretty visual, so it's a combination of those two. The first book I remember was Captain's Courageous. When I finished that book, I had become so involved with these characters. So here's the thing. If a book's really, really impressing me and the writing is really, really good, I will peek and see what the last paragraph is. Because the ends, the endings of books, if it's really, really well done, that ending, that last thought should rock you. I am a book person. And if you're a book person, too, read to a child and spark a lifetime of ambition. Join me at bookpeopleunite.org because reading is fundamental. A public service announcement brought to you by Reading is Fundamental, Library of Congress, and the Ad Council. It only takes a minute to find out if you may have prediabetes. And you can do it at doihaveprediabetes.org. But you're probably not going to. Nope. I'm sure you've got a perfectly good excuse. Kids, work, <laughs> I get it. You're busy. So what better time than now? Let's begin. Raise one finger if you're a man. Ladies, none yet. Oh, count in your head if you're driving. Now, three more fingers for everyone over 60, two over 50, one over 40, one more if you're not physically active, another finger if anyone in your family has type 2 diabetes, another if you've got high blood pressure, if you're overweight, raise another finger, two if you're very overweight, and three if you're really overweight. You've just taken the world's first audio prediabetes test. And if you're holding up five or more fingers, visit doihaveprediabetes.org or talk to your doctor. There's no excuse because prediabetes can be reversed. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. All about that demon can't even hear myself anymore. Welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. We have one caller, 602-508-0960. We can take five. So one is one and four. It means four. There's four open lines, right, Nate? Okay, hold on a minute, Nate. Talk. Push your button so you can talk. There we go. Yeah. Nevertheless, I know one and four is five. I'm learning that. I'm about ready right to take some of my math classes. <laughs> Speaking of math classes, Autodynamics is up in Sun City. He's been around a long time. Chuck Nidey opened up Autodynamics, and I've known Chuck since 1973. They opened this facility in 1982, and guess what? Chuck is retired, and his son is now, Derek, is now running the operation. The second generation of an auto repair 
shop, in my opinion, is always a little better than the first. <laughs> and so <laughs> it's the kids just learned from our bad habits, I yeah. think, is what it really is. So anyway, if you're in Sun City, he's on the north side of Grand, just west of 99th Avenue, Auto Dynamics, a good repair shop to go to. Let's go to the phones, and let's start with, and let me get the paperwork out here. Roy, good morning. How can we help you? Yeah, Mark. Uh, I've got a 2008 F-350 Super Duty. I'm got sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I had to replace the engine in it after well, I bought a used and thinking, like, oh, I got another 200,000 miles going. All right. Hold on. Hold on. I'm testing Nate here. What motors that got in at that 08? Is 6. that a 6.4? 6.4. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's okay. Better than a 6 liter. They're cousins. Uh, not oh, much. Yeah, yeah, okay. Not much, but Well, I was trying to make him feel better, Nate. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, all right, you got the uh, 08 F-350 with the 6.4. Okay, when I first got it, I changed. It's got the dual filter ones down on the rail below the seat, past the driver's seat. Mm-hmm. And they've, re- they've routed all kinds of stuff to make it harder to get to. But anyway, when I first did it, I, I drained the little bowl, you know, the water bowl, and then I'd take the cap off. And put a bucket in there, and it catch the a little bit of fuel. Mm-hmm. Well, now I changed filter. Then the last three times I did it, the fuel never stops running out of there. Nate shaking and, uh, his head. He knows what that is. You, you, yeah. Anytime we do these, whether it's a six liter or or the six four, they're, they're both the same as far as that fuel filter location. We take baths. Uh, depending on the where your tank is, they do siphon. So yeah. you will do some fuel filter changes where that fuel is always going to be draining. So what do you do? Do it as quickly as possible. Okay, so you yeah. just yank the old one and stick the new one up there and get... Yeah. Now, this is this is an opportunity for your wife to get involved in the business. <laughs> <laughs> and if, if she's not been helping you and she drives that truck, this would be a prime opportunity to get an apron for, put her on a... Uh, what do they call those little wrap? Oh, yeah, uh, uh, creeper. Strict yeah. creeper. Yeah. And uh, give her some rubber gloves and a pair of goggles and just have, say, honey, spin this off and then real fast spin this on. Yeah. And, you know, uh, if it was a matter of just doing that, it would be great. I'm laying under a raised truck, reaching up there, and, and, and it's hard. Once you get the cap off, you have to fish it around stuff to get you it do. off. Yes, you and do. And to pull the filter out, you have to do the same thing. Roy, do you, is this four-wheel drive? Yes. Okay. Try a longer extension with whatever socket you're using that goes past the transfer case. So it's a fairly long extension. You're talking three foot if, you know, or put a couple together to get you some length to it, and that makes my life a lot easier when I have a longer extension well, to, to pull that cap off. My problem starts after I get that cap off. Yeah, you, you do have to fish it out. I can't fish it out. It's yep. hard. Well, it's not. I evidently get it off, but you're forcing it around stuff and moving lines with your hand. And here I am. I've got fuel. All down my arm, on my chest, soaking my T-shirt. Yep, yep. And it, and I, it might drain a gallon and a half out while I'm doing that. So you mentioned it was up in the air. Is it? Do you have it on jack stands or a no, lift? No, no. I'm just. It's just a raised truck, and I'm laying under. In my okay. So driveway. try try this again. Pay attention to the fuel level when you're doing this, just for curiosity. But raise the front of the truck, even if it's just on the driver's side. Put a floor jack under it. Raise it. So now you're changing the the equilibrium of the truck a little bit to to maybe point it back to the tank instead of pointing it to the front of the vehicle and see if that slows the uh, drain down because well, they about, do siphon. So. Well, hey, have you got two tanks on that? Yes. Okay, no, 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 no. I only have one. 
Okay, okay. All right. 37 gallons, I think. And, and so. you know, don't be complaining and whining because I'm a gas guy. <laughs> and when gasoline runs down my arm, my armpit catches fire. And uh, and then I'm, I've got a rash for the next uh, two weeks. So your diesel fuel, all you guys do is stink. Yeah. And I'm walking around with my arms up in the air like a damn chicken because my uh, underarms are burning. Yeah, up. I, I feel real bad for you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I, I, bet, I bet all your guys feel bad for you when you're over there telling them how to get under there and get it done. And you know what? I was mad at the guys. I came today and the, somebody washed out their ramen uh, plate in the yeah. sink and didn't bother to wash it all down. Yeah. Uh. And then somebody else um, took all the ice out and didn't put any water back in. So I got a padlock on the refrigerator, and I shut the water off to the sink. <laughs> and so Monday morning, we'll have a discussion after yeah. they figure out. And I also shut the water off in the urinal in the bathroom, in Ooh. the men's bathroom. Yeah, that's, that's going to oh, be they'll take you. They'll be taking you to HR. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's okay. HR is run by my son. so <laughs> Anyway, Roy, well, good luck Thanks to you. Call, Thank Roy. you for bringing that up. Thank okay, you. I think. I think that'll work for me. All right, thanks. Thank you. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. We can handle diesel. We can handle some motorhome. We can handle, you know, maintenance issues and stuff like that. How often is he supposed to change those fuel filters? 15,000, I'd recommend. Okay. Yeah. And, and and if he's using a synthetic, that's pretty close to an oil change? Pretty close? Uh, yeah. If he's doing okay on, on his regens and so forth, the yeah. 6.4s are good for overfilling the crankcase. But, yeah, he could do... On a good synthetic, probably fifteen thousand. Yeah, so on I get nervous with that, but I understand. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. Now the five, the difference between the semi-synthetic and the blended is the fifteen forty is typically a blend, and the zero or the five forty is the synthetic. Yeah. So you always know that, yes. and of course, what the engine takes is written on the oil cap. Yep. So there's no question on what you should have. Yep. I'm running mine between ten and twelve, my Dodge, and I'm not running any oil consumption problems. And I've run some oil analysis the last two oil changes, and I don't have a growth of water right. or fuel or metal. So I think I'm in pretty good shape. Oh, you're doing good. So that's kind of what we offer if somebody gets nervous. They pay for it, of course. Sure. But then they, and we also have a baseline in where to go. 602-508-0960. We'll be back right after this. Celebrity voice impersonated. Folks, it's that time of year again. It's become a valid tradition. The Guns Etc. anniversary event, Saturday, November 2nd. And this year it'll be greater than ever. There'll be special one-day-only pricing and in-house specials we won't even say on the air. And free use of our shooting simulator all day. That's Guns Etc. just south of Guadalupe and Mesa. There'll be one-day specials all over the store. You'll never see some of these deals again. It's the Guns Etc. anniversary event, Saturday, November 2nd. Don't miss it. Hi, Solar Sandy here. Are you tired of hearing the word impeachment? Do you know who really should be impeached? The Arizona Power Companies. They've been ripping off consumers with their complicated plans and tricky math for years. When you contact me on my website, AskSolarSandy.com, I will show you in plain numbers how much you're getting ripped off and how much you can save. No sales pitch. I'm not a salesman. I'm a mom and a grandma who got tired of my daughter getting ripped off. So visit my website at AskSolarSandy.com and fill out my kilowatt worksheet. That's AskSolarSandy.com. Okay, Simon, what are you wearing right now? Nothing. That's right. 
And what do people normally wear? Clothes. Exactly. So now mommy's going to teach you how to dress yourself. Clothes keep us warm, they look good, and if we go out without them, the neighbors will talk. So it's important to know how to get dressed. Here's how it's done. Underwear always comes first, name tag at the back, then pants, then shirt. Get the first button in the right hole or you have to start all over. If you're wearing a tie, it goes over, round, round, through, and pull tight. Tuck your shirt into your pants and zip up your flat. Socks going first, then shoes right on right, left on left. With shoelaces, just take the ends, cross them over, switch the loops. The rabbit goes down the hole, pull tight, and you're left with bunny ears. I love bunnies. Good to know. Now remember, spots don't go with stripes, socks don't go with sandals, and if you've tucked in your shirt, wear a belt. Got it? Why are your pants on your head? Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. But spending just two minutes twice a day making sure they brush their teeth is easier and could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. For fun two-minute videos to watch while brushing, visit 2min2x.org. That's 2min2x.org. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Miles, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. Captain Eric Lawrence was training Afghan soldiers when his truck was hit by an IED. I was on the way from Kandahar to Klot. I uh, hit an IED that just took the truck and threw it up in the air and slammed it on the ground. I knew at first that I, I got hurt pretty bad because I couldn't move my legs. I sat home alone for months. I didn't want that anymore. I wanted to go back to work. I was hesitant at first, you know, because I didn't work for a good year. I want to be a productive person. I don't want to be a drain on society. I want to be a positive thing in society. PBA helped me write my resume, got me a job interview. I got the job. Helping veterans like Eric is what we've done for over 65 years. Paralyzed Veterans of America, paving access for veterans' employment through Operation PAVE. For more information, visit pva.org. A public service message from Paralyzed Veterans of America. Patriot app tip number two. Set the Patriot as an alarm clock. Open the app, click in the upper right-hand corner, and select Alarm Clock. It's that easy. And now you'll wake up to the Patriot. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Welcome back, everybody. I guess I should push all the buttons. We're talking about a whole bunch of stuff behind the scenes, and we're not paying attention to what we really should be doing. So it's all your fault, Nate. It is. It is. Um, Sue called back, and she had a question, and um, I think she was asking about tow dollies. I think. A tow dolly is something that you put on the back of your motorhome, and it has two tires and a couple of cups. So you put the front wheels of your car or the back wheels of your car in the tow dolly, and you tow it behind your motorhome. Yeah. So I think she meant tow dolly. So, Sue, I'd like you to call back. You don't have to be on the air. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. And, and talk to Gil, and, and we'll get your question answered. If it's a tow dolly, then I would go to, what's the name of that RV place? Little Dealer. Um, that's, a, that's one. That's one. That's one. That's in Mesa. But they used to have those RV big repair shops. There was one in Mesa, but I haven't heard of one lately. I haven't either. But anyway, I, I think I could help you. Um, I would want you to call our shop and, uh, and talk to my son, Alan. And Alan would be one to be able. And also, we need to know what kind of car you have and how much it weighs. And that's an important consideration. Yeah. On the door sticker of the car, it'll say GVW, and that's gross vehicle weight, and that's the number we want that's on the door sticker. And yep. see if you do this and you wipe your nose on my mic, yeah. we can all hear you. Yeah, okay. I did that. just did that <laughs> right in my face. Oops. Nevertheless, Jim, good morning to you. How can we help you today, Jim? Yeah, I have a uh, 2008 Honda Civic. 
with uh, 200K on it, runs great, and uh, I'm afraid to take it on long trips and, uh, because it's um, got the original fuel pump and uh, coils on it. And I'm just wondering if it would be prudent just to uh, replace those. What do you think? Uh, as a matter of course, you know. <sighs> Older cars are tough, but I, I would say it probably would be. The fuel pump I'm going to go with. Yeah, fuel pump for sure. Yeah. yeah. I don't know about the coils. Yeah. Um, it's, maybe we put a coil in a Honda once a year, twice a year. So I, I'm thinking your odds Honda's are. Honda's got those down, but yeah, fuel pump. Yeah, fuel pump. How about a timing belt? Have you done that yet? No, it doesn't have one. It's got a timing chain. Okay. okay. See, don't try to embarrass me like that again, Jim. We won't ever <laughs> let you come on the air. All right. Okay. If it's got a chain on it, then um, what about belts and hoses? Yeah. I just replaced the uh, radiator hoses. Okay. And uh, the heater hoses, boy, I don't know about those. They look like they're kind of hard to get to. Uh, oh, yeah. They're the originals. And uh, I found that while I have you on the air, the Japanese rubber stuff, uh, it lasts two or three times longer than American stuff. Now, now I'm going to respectfully disagree with you um, because um, there's no such thing as a Honda, Hyundai uh, factory that makes rubber hoses. They buy from where everybody else does. So they say that, when I know this to be factual, between 25 and 40% of the new Ford trucks is made offshore. And they, they don't even know this, but when you tell a guy from the Ford that he's got Hitachi rotating electrical, which is starters and alternators, and stuff, then he's got Denso ignition components and computer stuff, they don't like to hear that because I want to buy Ford. Yeah. So I, I, I want to tell you, we are perfectly fine with Continental hoses, which is what they have on the Fords, and there are a lot of others. Now, price is going to be somewhat of a determination because the cheap stuff's going to be a little cheaper. And the market's bigger. The margin's bigger. The newer stuff is going to cost more. But I, I'm, I want to tell you something. I'm eight years and 80,000 miles on hoses and belts. So from my comfort zone, you're kind of out, out of whack. The heater horses aren't, aren't easy to do, but I would have those done. But fuel pump, hoses, and belts, go. I'd check the radiator, too, just because plastic radiator over time and mileage tends to get more brittle as the years go on so i agree with you and yeah. and when you drive this on vacation are you going to go in the summer or the winter it varies i used to tow it uh, it was interesting uh, you, you brought up tow dollies i have a story there but uh it varies it's uh sometimes it sits here in storage over the summer while i'm up north and uh, just varies all over the place. Uh, okay. And I'm afraid, I would be afraid to drive it to Yuma, for instance. Okay. Well, here's why I ask you. I was thinking you were traveling in this. I missed the part about this being behind your coach. And oh, yeah. So, and I, it, you know, I have a small motorhome. Okay. So I was asking you because I was thinking you were traveling. And so if you were in the cooler climate, then the radiator may not be something that you need to spend a bunch of money on. But if you're going to be traveling Arizona and the Interstate 10 in summertime between here and Florida, then I'm with Nate. The cooling system has to be tough. But if you have a tow dolly, who gives a heck? I mean, if the car breaks down, what? you're loading on the tow dolly and take it someplace. But I think well, fuel yeah, pump in the... While we were on that subject, uh, I understand you can get all the aluminum radiators for them. Is, is that a good idea? 
instead of the plastic. You can get just about anything you want, and you'll pay for a step up. There's two trains of thought in our industry. There's some guys that say, I'm going to go with what the car came with, which is either brass or plastic or, or aluminum. And then there's guys that say, no, I'm going to improve it. I got a Corvette right now, about a 76 Corvette that's been modified like crazy. And he, he brought it in for an overheat. We put a brand new four-row aluminum in this, and we can't get it not to run between 240 and 250. And the gauge is wrong. So when you gun the top hose and, the, and then the gauge, there's two different readings. The gauge shows higher than the 240 coming out of the top of the thermostat. Wow. But we've had that thing for a month, and we and only on the highway. So it, we're thinking it's airflow that's causing this problem because highway and around town we don't get those high temperatures, but I don't know. But, I mean, you can't argue with success, um, Jim. You've had a plastic radiator in there for a long time. Yeah, it's uh, the... It's amazing how these uh, little cars hold up now. Yeah, it's kind of like dance with the girl that you brung. So you uh, you got that radiator and it got you two hundred thousand miles. So my, I would give you the option if you were at my shop. What do you want? Um, but um, if you were my father and I, I liked my father, then I would tell him just, you know, dance with the girl you brung. Okay. Thank you, Jim. Thank you very much. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. If you have a car question, oh, Gil, I just found out why we are having troubles with levels. <laughs> I think I found out myself, too. No, yeah, no. Um, too. Here, this button, if I go, like, right here, then I think we're fixed, right? Oh, yeah, you're, you're stronger than ever. Okay. Well, there's this little green button on my Comrex, and I don't have a clue as to why... Why that one did that to me? Technology. Yeah. So anyway, six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. And you want me to bring any levels down, Gil, while we're sitting here and embarrassing oh, no, no, me? No, those are fine right there. Those are fine right there. Okay. All righty. Anyway, when it comes to uh, when it comes to looking at a car and telling them what you think, all I can do is tell them what I would do. If I had a crystal ball, I'd be in Las Vegas. Right. But one of the things that, that I believe is, is based on my analysis, we're seeing eight-year-old hoses and belts cause problems. And if you blow a hose and think you're going to make it to the next exit and you drive it like that, there's a good chance that that hose is going to cost you a bunch of money. Absolutely. So when you get to those kinds of things, you can kind of figure out for yourself what the heck you're supposed to be doing. Yep. Yep. What are the, when you see engine failures, we only see overheats. We don't see very often where they ran them low on oil or that they just blew up because they heavy mileage. Almost everything that comes into the... And, but we're next to the freeway, too. Almost everything... And so are you. Yeah, so are we. Everything that comes in that needs a motor is almost always an overheat. And the story seems to be with a common theme... Well, it got up into the red, but I was only a mile from home. Y you hear that a lot. Very similar. Yep, very similar. So it's kind of one of those things where a tow truck would have been a lot cheaper. Yeah, absolutely. Really a lot cheaper. Yeah. So anyway, 602-508-0960. We're gonna, we've got time to take callers right now, but we're going to come back for a second hour, and Nate's going to stay with me. And again, if you have diesel questions, um, we were making fun of the guy with the Ford. A little bit. And when he, when he said... You know, I have a Ford F-350, and we're both looking at one another smiling because I don't know about 
uh, I'm not going to comment, but I've heard that you've made millions and millions of dollars on the Fords. <laughs> everyone thinks that. Yeah. That's what everyone thinks. It is true. We've worked on that six liter a lot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the six liter, when we start getting water in the oil, what? give me a square box of what you quote that for. Give me as little as and as much as. Water in the oil? Yeah, when we when we pop the EGR talking? cooler or the oil cooler underneath the oil, intake. Oil in the coolant? Quote, yeah. Yeah, that's that's anywhere, depending on when we catch it, could be 2,000 to, to 6,000, depending yes. on how bad it is. Yes. And what, again, what upgrades are what other things we can do to the vehicle to make it better. So Right. But we're going to do that when we take it apart to fix the beginning. Yep. So we're going to improve it because there's already stuff out there that's going to make it better. Yep. Yep. So those are the kinds of things. Now, not to compare anything, we're not seeing lots of problems with the Dodge 6-liter or the 6.7. Overall, no. Okay. But they have their issues too. Okay. Sure. And they haven't been out as long as the 6-liter was. No. And uh, so it's unfair, but tell me about the 7.3 from Ford. That's still going, and and that's been out forever. And I, it is my opinion that you can sell that 7.3 for as much as you paid for it. Pretty close nowadays. Because it's a monster anyway, yeah. and it's the most dependable diesel engine. It, In my opinion, it's, it's comparable to the 5.9 Cummins. But when you compare a 7.3 liter to a 5.9 liter, that 7.3 Ford's a monster. It is. Absolutely. But those two have the same kind of longevity life. They do. Trouble-free life. Overall, they do. Overall. Yeah. So, and, and so what do you think about the, the Dodge, the 6.7? I like I, it. Oh, well, you drive one. Oh, yeah, I drive one. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Okay. Now, is it reliable? Absolutely. Okay. So uh, you said you've seen some of them that... Uh, We've seen some head gasket failures, again, overheating, water okay. pump concerns. There was a recall on mine for a water pump, believe mm-hmm. it or not. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the emission system has its issues here and there. So. Yeah. I got a 12. I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you're right about that. You're right. But overall, a very good truck, yeah. Okay. I'm, yeah. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. But when you start putting twin, I mean, I, I know all kinds of idiots that put twin turbos on their car and they run 1500 EGR and they blow the head gaskets or blow the heads clean off of them. You've sure. seen that? Oh, yeah. Okay. And and then you told me you just did something to your Dodge. <laughs> <laughs> My truck does have a add-on turbo kit to it, yes. Oh, and that yes. means, let me decipher that, you have twin turbos. I have twins, yeah. yeah. Or compounds or... Okay. Yeah. So you're not one turbocharger, you have two. I have two. Okay. And um and and so what don't you do with that that you would you may have done before? You don't probably drive that up a hill with a huge trailer with your foot on the floor. No, not on the floor. You don't need to anymore. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's, it just drives itself, honestly. So I believe you. Yeah. I believe you. Yeah. Um it 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 is we put twin turbos on a Corvette and the difference be- it was between a bicycle and one of those road racer bikes that does 200 miles an hour it, Amazing, it was it? it was it was a big difference and i explained to people this remember the old electrolux vacuum cleaners where it was a canister on the ground it was looked like a hot dog on the ground and yeah. it has a suction port on one end connected to a hose and then it's got the exhaust port right okay so on the suction side you hear okay now if i were to take an air hose and put in my lips and pop the air hose i'd blow my lungs up Right. Right. But if you took the suction part of that vacuum and you attached it to the exhaust part of that vacuum, that's a turbo. There you go. Because instead of letting the motor suck air in, we're kind of 
pushing air You're in. pushing, absolutely. So when you breathe, you go... <sighs> but when when the motor breathes with a turbo or a twin turbo, in your case, when the, when you go... <sighs> and you breathe in, we're, pump, we're blowing air into you. Yeah. Big air. Yeah. So it, it, we would certainly blow up their lungs with any kind of numbers that we're talking about. And that's not, we're not suggesting that you do that no, either. No, 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 absolutely not. But that's just a visual on what, and the supercharger is the same way. We pack the cylinder with air, so we're pushing air in instead of sucking air in. And there's a big difference. Making that motor more efficient. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. If you'd like to join us, Nate from Strictly Diesel sitting here next to me. And you're more than welcome to give us a call, 602-508-0960.